0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Unstoppable. My name is Ralph Graves Jr., and my passion is seeing you experience life transformation. Every week on this show, I will bring you inspirational stories of some of the most unstoppable people on the planet. I can't wait to share these stories with you, and I hope that you'll share them with your friends. If you're looking to join the Unstoppable community and receive weekly lessons challenging you to live your best life, why don't you join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Okay, let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Podcast. My name is Ralph Grace Jr. So glad to have you guys here today. Um, you guys could be listening to anybody. I say it all the time, but the fact that you're tuning in and listening here, I don't count it a, lot, uh, a light thing. Today, guys, today, my guest is a fellow pastor, Pastor Aaron Stern of Mill City Church in Fort Collins, Colorado. Pastor Aaron, man, good to have you on, man.
1: Hey, thank you so much, Ralph. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's good to it's good to see you, man. Good to finally meet you. Good to talk to you on this platform. And I just wanted to introduce you to the unstoppable community. Uh you're a church planter like myself. Um, you and I discussed before we even got started, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: right. That's right. <laughs>
0: And and this is the unstoppable program, man. So we're we're going to talk about some of the principles and some of the things you did um, to to really uh, uh, help you along this this journey. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself, man. You married, children, what you got going on?
1: Yeah, thanks. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the the podcast. It's an honor to be with you and your listeners. And uh, yeah, we, my wife and I, uh, her name's Jossie. Uh, We've been married just now over 26 years. We have four boys. Uh, 19, 17, 15 and 12. And, uh, so my wife lives in a house and, and and about 10 years ago, actually 10 years ago, um, this next month, we will, um, we moved from Colorado Springs about two hours South, an hour South of Denver. Uh, we're an hour North move to Fort Collins because God, we felt like God was leading us to plant a, a brand new life-giving Jesus centered church. And, uh, and, and so it's been a ride. It's been amazing and terrible, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but, but it has been an amazing adventure of following Jesus and yeah, and watching him build this church.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that, man. Because a lot of times people think their journey, whether it's pastoring a church, building a church, building a business, you know, a lot of times, and, and I hope my listeners get it by now, it's not about being up all the time. It's it's about those down times. It's about pushing through. It's about, you know, thinking you thinking that you are really, wow, this is it. And and no, this is not it. <laughs> and then God shows you something else. Or Oh, how how were you able in in that moving in that transition? Um, we we know that you're moving to a bl- a brand new place. You're moving your wife, and first of all, uh, shout out to your wife. I know how hard it is to. I've been married thirty years, so I know what our wives go through. And Amazing. she just picked up and and trusted that you heard the voice of God and <laughs> and moved. And so during those down times, man, do, during those down times, during those times where you know, Lord, you told me to come here, Lord, yeah, but but it doesn't seem to be. What did you do to push through, to press through that? How did you press yeah. through that?
1: Man, great question. And you know, for me personally, I know every church planter or business uh, entrepreneur or whoever has a different story, but for me that was tested really early. Yeah. Um, we went through a process and I had been on a church staff for about 10 or 11 years before we ended up transitioning and planting. And loved it there. But we got to the place where we just knew God was calling us. God was leading us to to do this. And so we were making all the steps and, you know, selling our house and all the moving stuff. And in that process, um, I just started to experience some anxiety. Um, and I'm not the type of guy, I'd never experienced anxiety in my life prior to that. I, yeah. um, I'm pretty kind of like a pretty confident and like, yeah, we just take whatever comes and we'll work work through it. And I just woke up one day in the middle of this process of moving and it just felt like a cloud was sitting over my head. And, and I was, I thought, what's, what's going on here? Have I made the wrong choice and what's going on? This is, I'm not supposed to feel this way as I follow God's leading. And, And that persisted. Um, You know, we, I remember waking up in our rental house in our new city and I thought, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) We're we're in this, there's no turning back now. And and I think throughout that first year, especially, it was about a full year of pretty intense uh, anxiety, you know, waking up middle of the night, not able to go back to sleep. And, uh, and I, I really had to come back to the, who, who's leading this right here. and, and for me that I knew God led us, yeah, God yeah. led us to this moment. God called us to this place. And just because it's hard, doesn't mean it's not God. Yeah. And, and so that was a, that was an important, I think, season for me in terms of it really revealed a few things in me. You know, yeah. I think sometimes the downtimes reveal more in us. And for me at that moment, I think it revealed my, my attachment to my security, because my security was <laughs> a lot less certain at that moment. You know, I just left a certain paycheck to an uncertain yeah. paycheck and, and all those things, you know, and so I really had to wrestle with, I didn't realize I was so attached to that. And these things are driving some of my anxiety. And what if I fail? And what does that look like for me and my reputation and how attached do I to that? Yeah. am So yeah, yeah. So it was things like that, that Caused me to say, God, I know you've led me, and what are you working out and revealing in me in this difficult time? That's going to help me continue to move forward.
0: You said a couple things uh, that I think are awesome. Just because it's hard doesn't mean that uh, it's not God. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I think that um, unfortunately, and um, a lot of folks think that. They make a move, they do a move, especially in, in what you and I do. And, and uh there's some praying people on here, there's some believers on here. Just because the move is hard, just because it's difficult, doesn't mean it's not ordained by God. And and um even those who are uh whatever it is you're doing, just because the hard times comes, it doesn't mean that you're not supposed to be exactly there. I think, man, um that it's the tough times that produced, that produce in us. Who we are really supposed to be. It produces something in us that easy
1: times can't produce. Yeah, that's right. You know I wish true. it was a different way. Yeah. Yeah. So do <laughs> I. I wish it was the great times that produced the most. <laughs> yeah. But but you know, I think it's why um, you know, anybody on a podcast that's maybe familiar with the scripture, you know, James chapter one says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. Yeah. Yeah. Not because you love the difficulty, but because of what it produces in us. Yeah, it produces yeah. character and perseverance, and yeah. maturity, and that's that's the higher goal for yeah. all of us—not just to be uh, successful and 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 make it easy.
0: You know, we we can't talk about perseverance if we didn't have to persevere. Yeah, that's you, right. You, you know, we can't talk about having uh, God to dry your tears if you've never cried. And so,
1: <laughs> yeah, or, you know, or or the passage of scripture that says, um, you know, I want the strength of God. You know, I I, I think we all do, and yeah, yeah. and yet you know, I just don't like how, how how Jesus says that we get it, and it's by embracing our weakness. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and you know? also, and also, too, I think what we need to point out is that on this journey, I felt it too, I, and and hopefully, folks listening. you'll you'll understand this feeling when it happens. When you do, I I liken it to a parachuter, a parachuter, a paratrooper, I don't know why I say parachuter. That's the South Jersey in me. You jump out of the plane, there's about 40 seconds of anxiety before the parachute opens. (laughs) And, And so feeling that anxiety and feeling that angst, um, is normal so so how do we handle it how that we, we know that the shoot is going to open whether it lasts a year whether it lasts but so how we handle that pressure will determine our our ride to our our you know our ride down our, our ride to where we're supposed to be
1: it's um, so true and i yeah. think that you know that i liken it to the, the, you know i love the 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 jumping out of an airplane analogy because it's this free yeah. fall moment yeah. and yeah and i think when you're starting something, and stepping away from something and into something new. You're, you're kind of like hoping you can grab from here to here. And we want to, we don't want to grab here till we, we <laughs> uh, you know, we don't want to let go of this, right. till we, like grab a hold of this. But yeah, oftentimes yeah. there's this in-between space where we have to let yeah, go of yeah. here before this is fully grabbable. And, yeah. and it's that in-between moment that feels like free fall where we really where we really do have to trust. Yeah. Know? Yeah. We have to yeah. trust he's got in this. Is this where he's led me? And and what is this? And 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 in, and for me, I think this is actually a part of what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus. Yeah. Is to live in that um yeah. in that space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you planted in a church, you and your wife plan a church, man. And I think a lot of people like to separate um. They don't understand this. The we have to church planners have to be great CEOs and leaders, just like just like someone who's running a Fortune 500 company. Mm-hmm. Um, and there there are different styles of leadership. There are different ways to lead. Um, how would you say your style is? Is it a personality driven? Is it upper room driven? And you can explain what upper room is to the listeners. How is your style of leading as you built as you built in the city?
1: Yeah, you're totally right. I think there's an organizational side of a church, and there's an organism side of a church. Yes, and and they both you both you need to care for both. Yeah, and you need to make sure which one's which one leads uh, in a church setting, and and the organization should not lead the church. uh, The organism, the organism should lead and be supported by the organization. So, so you want to make sure that the money can can finance and support the organism, you know, whether it's Sundays or whatever else is going on. Right. So you want to take and pay attention to both. And especially in the beginning, as a church planter, yeah. I think you wear every hat <laughs> and uh, you know, thank God for over now, the years of being able to hire and have some guys that give all of their energy to that. So I don't have to think about it quite as much as I used to.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so that's really helpful, but, but you're a hundred right the the need to pay attention to all of those things how they fit together and how they support and serve one another yeah. um is so so important
0: yeah yeah you know and we and and i know some companies are um I will. Let me just say this. Some people come to church because or come to your church because they like your personality. Some people are drawn to different companies or because and and we have to be careful not to allow, especially the church to be personality driven, because at any moment you and I could sneeze and then see Jesus face to face. So (laughs) what happens to um, the organism and the organization? So how do you build and how have you built how have you structured the church in a way that it's less personality driven and more maybe mission or what we say in christendom listeners kingdom driven
1: yeah yeah man what a great question and what a what an ongoing challenge honestly to yeah i i just to give a little background i came my the first church i remember going to it is when i was a kid was at assemblies of god church and since then basically been a part of non-denominational churches that have been either more charismatic, which would lean more on the upper room ish type type side. Um, and I've been a part of and kind of and still I'm connected to um, a more organizationally driven and maybe, you know, bend towards the seeker sensitive. And and then there's a, some other traditions, more contemplative. And in some ways, I think one of the things that we're trying to do is pull the best of all of them together.
0: Um, Yeah, I understand that challenge.
1: (laughs) And it's a challenge because I think some people come in and they they have a pretty strong idea of how they think Sunday morning should go. or what You should be talking about or how long you should talk and all that kind of thing. So so, um, you know, we really try to, um, you know, like, for instance, in our in our Sunday morning gatherings, we'll. We have strong, passionate worship that, um, you know, you might see in like a traditional non-denominational modern worship with some spaces for worship leaders to like just sense what the Lord's doing. And then we'll we'll say the Apostles Creed together. um, Yeah. Yeah. As a way to just show like we are not we're not the only ones and we're not the first ones. We're connected to a much bigger body. Yeah. um, So. So some you know it pull that connects and pulls a lot of people, and it also kind of frustrates some different people because yeah. you know, they, they want it to be uh, all this or all that. and yeah and so yeah, um, but it's been a joy to to kind of say like teach and, and cultivate a culture that that uh, is what I say theologically rooted, uh, relationally connected. As in, and I would say, intellectually honest, yeah, um, yeah, spiritually vibrant, and this is the other one is emotionally healthy, yes, um, which I think is so necessary for me as a leader, let alone for our church as a whole.
0: Yeah, you said something about cultural developing a culture. Um, maybe there's a business leader here or someone who's just building their their company, and it's you know it's not a church, not what what we've done, what God allows us to do, but. What were some of the strategies or some things that you put in place to create the what what would what would you advise a young startup about culture creativity? How do they how how would you advise them on creating their culture? Was it did you build teams? What did you do? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, great question. I mean, you know, if you've heard the the, the little maxim before, you know, culture each vision for breakfast. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it is 100 percent true. And 100 think- percent true. You know, my my primary job is not preaching. That that falls yeah. into what I do. Right. I think my primary job is to, uh, two things: is to build and protect culture, and build a team. Yeah. and and I I build and protect culture through my preaching yeah. and other meetings and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so so I think I have come to learn in even greater ways in the course of this last decade how vital that is. And I think you can do the right thing in a wrong culture and it's going to be hard. You can do the wrong thing in a right culture and actually it can work. <laughs> uh, so the goal is to do the right thing in the right culture yeah. and it actually can explode. So yeah. So I um I think I spend most of my time on like trying to stay in a place of leading and creating culture and vision and and so like for us uh, really early on I I wanted a what I would call a developmental culture Um, Okay. I don't think it takes any work to grow a church old. It just happens. Yeah. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah. But it takes a lot of intentionality to grow a church young. Yeah. Keep Young people engaged and bring in young people and not just let it age with the congregation. Right. Kind of before you know it, you don't have anybody. Yeah. Whatever. So, yeah. So I think that takes uh, creating a developmental culture, which which says, all right, um, you've got some gifts. Let's let's pull you in, which I think is the way the church should work. Yeah. You know, I can't remember the exact passage, right? It's in Ephesians, but it says, you know, apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists right. for the equipping of the saints for ministry. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. my job and my staff's job is not to do all the ministry, but in fact to equip our church to do the ministry. So so we my goal is to really like give my staff team and our volunteer team as much opportunity within the church, which also yeah. makes it so that it becomes less personality driven. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where, where I've got, I've got other great leaders leading and preaching and, and yeah. facilitating so much around the church. And, and so, so I think when people, people have two needs to feel known and to feel needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when they feel that I'm connected relationally and, yeah. and actually needed here. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's huge. And I think yeah. that can be true in a church and that's true in a, in a business. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. How important it is for,
0: how important
1: is it for leaders
0: to continue to grow? Oh, <laughs> personal growth. They, they, a lot of people think that we, you know, we've arrived. No, you talk about the importance for, for leadership <laughs> continued personal growth.
1: It is. I, I, I don't I, I think I have a hard time, man, honestly, if, if I see a leader that doesn't, isn't growing and reading and trying to get better somehow. So, so I think it's hundred percent important. One of the things that we've created at Mill city is, is a feedback, a quick feedback culture. Okay. Um, I mean, I come back, I, we have two services on a Sunday after my first, I'll usually talk to somebody who is on my teams there. I said, have any feedback for me?
0: Yeah. And
1: and, you know, it's not like, oh, you got to rewrite your old sermon. But, you know, hey, when you said this, <laughs> when you said that, hey, I think you should emphasize this more, whatever. I want it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think like, oh, I'm the preacher. I'm the boss. I, I know yeah. everything. And yeah. so, so, man, uh, and, and, and I think leadership demands it, honestly.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. We, I don't know if you've ever read the book called Leadership Pain. Um, no, I haven't um, read that one. Uh, the name is Sam. Sam Chand, I think. Okay, a- okay. A- 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 D. I could get his name wrong, but the title of the book's right. Leadership pain. Mm-hmm. And he says, every leader is going to run into some pain. You have a pain threshold. Yeah. yeah. Of, uh, am I going to Am I gonna really make this decision? Nobody's going to like it. I'm going to change this. I'm going to fire this person or right. whatever you got to do. And and you get to that place where you're like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I want to do it. <laughs> we'll be fine without it. Hopefully this will just solve itself. You know, those types of conversations that go on in your head and i think those are learning opportunities and we yeah. all have we all have those moments yeah. For some of it's it's it's, it's one conversation is really painful for one and it's not so painful for others but he yeah. says in the book and i've experienced this hundred percent true is if you're able and willing to grow and push through that pain point your pain tolerance will rise and right. yeah and so i think back to your year, several years ago that conversations that used to kind of terrify me. Yeah. Now I can do it with my eyes closed and my hands tied behind my back and it doesn't even like cause me to sweat. You know? So. <laughs> of course,
0: of course. Now listen, I, I this is what I kind of like to ask. I, I I like to ask leaders, especially pastors, because sometimes people don't you know they don't they don't think we go through the same stuff mm-hmm. they go through. What's something people seem to misunderstand
1: about you? Mm. <laughs> Wow, what a what a great question i think i think on one hand is that um is that i is that i know exactly what i'm doing
0: <laughs> yeah okay amen yeah 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 i um, actually know what i'm doing right.
1: <laughs> right and certainly i have some experience in some areas and there's a level of clarity on some things but yeah you know give this last year and a half as an example um around the pandemic and all the pivots and and all the different, voices and all those things coming at us you know i was going through the pandemic just like everybody else of course you know and and i think sometimes people misunderstand that because oh you're the leader you you pray you must have the direct access to god so why don't you just do do it exactly like he says and you're good yeah Uh, and i'm like oh i'm trying but um at the same time i don't always know what i'm doing so so sometimes if they don't Realize that to some degree, I think they have very little grace for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Last question. Last question. I thank you for your time. Mm. I, I ask everybody this. Um, if you could have a billboard anywhere in the world, where would it be? And what would it say? Wow. It's your billboard anywhere in the world, where would it be? What would it say?
1: And it'd be signed by Pastor Aaron Sir. What would it say? Oh, man. What a great question. Reminds me of the uh, (laughs) the, what what uh, um, what kitchen utensil would you be if you were a kitchen utensil? (laughs) (laughs) Mine's easy. A
0: fork. Yeah, (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah, um, I think that I would say something along the lines of there's hope. There is real hope.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. You know, our our, our world offers us optimism, but that's not the hope that we have yeah in jesus we have yeah. a confident hope that we can build and base our life on and it's because of a resurrected king yeah um, amen. so that's the billboard that i would i would plant and i would um it's hard for me not to be selfish i'd say i I'd planted here in my city but uh
0: that's right that's where the lord planted you you got to plant. yeah yeah amen well man thank you for your time where can um where can where where can the audience find you
1: yeah, the church that I pastor is called Mill City Church, and it's MillCityChurch.org. And uh, and then I'm on Instagram and Twitter, and they both have the same handle, and it's Aaron Stern, no spaces, um, A-A-R-O-N-S-T-E-R-N. Uh,
0: pastor Stern, man, thank you for being on. Thank you for being for sharing just a little bit of your heart and a little bit of your expertise. And I know I, I got blessed for it. I know uh, the community, the audience, as as has as well. So we we thank you for that, man. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for your time.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. What a pleasure. I really am honored. Had a great time.
0: Guys, you've been listening to the Unstoppable Program on Ralph Graves, Jr. Hop on over to my um, website, ralphgravesjr.com. If you want to join the community, Unstoppable Community, go ahead and uh, join that. And uh, there's more training videos and uh, great talks like this. But share this with someone. Like it. Subscribe. Share this with someone. And uh, Pastor Aaron, can you come back again in a few weeks?
1: Man, I would love it. Absolutely. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. Guys, right. you've been listening. Uh, my name's Ralph Graves, and let's be unstoppable together. See you later. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this unstoppable conversation. I want to make a special invitation to you to join the conversation. Every week, we record these conversations live on Fireside. It's a platform that gives you the opportunity to engage with and ask questions to your favorite podcast live. If you want to join us on Fireside and ask our guests the questions you have about their story, head to firesidechat.com backslash Jr. and click request access. This is your chance to join the interview. Also, guys, I want to invite you to join the unstoppable community at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Every week I share challenging lessons and reflection questions so that you can see the transformation in your life that you know is coming. If you can take just 30 minutes of your week to reflect on these questions, I guarantee you'll be on your way to living the unstoppable life you were made for. Join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Unstoppable with Ralph Graves, Jr.